Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, hello and welcome back. Today, we are going to be discussing one of my favorite stores in the world. I don't have very many favorite stores, so actually this probably is my favorite store. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not embarrassed by it. I embrace my love for the store. Where else can you get tires for your ute and jewelry for your butte? The place where you can get a $1.50 hot dog and a $1 million diamond necklace. The place where I buy all of my clothes. The place where I buy all of my food. It's basically the place where I spend all of my money that I don't reinvest. Today, we are talking about the warehouse giant Costco. Oh, my beloved Costco. I will apologize in advance. This is going to be a bit of a love affair. We will get into some nitty gritty on investing. We are going to try to find out today if Costco is recession proof, but I just need to just love a little bit on it. Costco seemingly is taking the world by storm. I used to shop there in Alaska when I was growing up as a wee lad. I remember fondly getting that $1.50 hot dog in 1989 on our way home from church on a Sunday afternoon while my parents loaded up the car with a giant-sized shopping cart for a week or two full of groceries for my siblings and I. As I grew older, this is a little embarrassing, actually. I'm not embarrassed of Costco. I'm just embarrassed of me. In college, when I was dating my now wife, I didn't want to set the expectation too high. Like, I wanted her to know the kind of frugal bozo that she might be marrying. So I took her to Costco on uh, Valentine's Day one time. Listen, it's her fault. She still married me. It's not my fault. But yeah, we we splurged. We got the pizza. We didn't just get the $1.50 hot dog on Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's embarrassing. I actually think we got some soft serve as well. So like, you know, I was going big. I think it cost me at least six bucks. I buy my blue jeans from Costco. I buy my t-shirts from Costco. I buy my jackets from Costco. Basically everything I buy, my life runs around Costco. But it's 2023. And this episode is based around Costco. And we are trying to find out, is it worth adding into our portfolios? Or is it just a store that we shop in? That's what we're going to find out today. You're listening to My Millennial Investor. The show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams. So you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Well, let's get into it. All right, let's get started with a fun fact. Fun fact, Microsoft created three billionaires and an estimated 12,000 millionaires among the Microsoft employees. Fun fact, one of the investment firms that I follow pretty closely did a deep dive recently into Costco. And one thing became clear reading this research. Obviously, I was a fan of Costco, but should we be investors in Costco? And reading this research, it became evidently clear that Costco is a great company. It's a fun company to shop at. It's also one of the most exceptionally run businesses in the world today. So let's get into some interesting tidbits from this investment firm's research. Costco's origin stories can be traced back to one man, Sol Price, in San Diego, San Diego, California. 
If you've ever watched the movie Anchorman, you probably know the quote that I'm thinking of, but I will hold it for our audience. Let's keep this PG. San Diego, which in Spanish means... Okay, continuing on. Soul Price in San Diego started this store, Price Savers, back in the day. Actually started in 1989. And he was one of the first entrepreneurs that capitalized on the discount retail business model with his Price Mart and then also Fred Mart after that. He actually did Fred Mart in 1954 and then it turned into Price Mart after that. And after being outsed from Fred Mart, uh, the, the board kicked him out. He went in and that's when he started uh, Price Club. I said Price Mart, but it was Price Club. And then in 1993, Price Club merged with this company that started up in Kirkland, Washington called Costco. And I actually remember my parents, when they first got their membership at the Anchorage, Alaska Costco, it it's store number seven, because Alaska is kind of close to Washington. And they've got lots of needs for bulk produce when you fly uh, into the bush, as we call it. The bush is basically anywhere in Alaska that you have to take a plane to because it's so remote that there's no road that goes to it. So people fly from the bush to Anchorage, they'll buy a bunch of bulk goods, and they'll fly back to the bush. So Costco was like, hey, let's, let's start stores up there. So store number seven started in Anchorage, Alaska. Okay, back to the facts. Costco is exclusive. I know in this world today, being inclusive is what all the rave is, but Costco is proud of their exclusivity. Gandalf warns us, thou shall not pass. Unless, of course, you have the elusive Costco membership card. See, memberships include their gold, which is the, I mean, the gold, like who, who just has a gold card? But if you're a regular person, you've got the gold card. That's where you start at. It's like you're dipping your toe into the membership of Costco. You're not really ready for the executive membership. The executive membership costs $120 a year, and it comes with a cash back of 2% per year. The gold card, which I think they've like bumped up, it used to be like red and blue. Anyway, the gold is $60 per year with no perks of cash back, and then they have businesses as well. I just got an email from Costco actually just this last week saying that my 2% this year will be somewhat over $300. So if you want to do the math of how much money I've spent at Costco, there you go. So the $300 that I will get cash back this year will more than cover the $120 membership fee plus a little bit of extra. And that's why I do all of my shopping at Costco. They pay me to shop there in my view. I know that doesn't make sense and it literally doesn't, but let's continue. Looking at the millions of people who are members in Costco, people are opting to become executive members more by the day. They generate a lot of money in membership fees. Looking at the exclusive members in the thousands, they've been growing year over year since 2010. They're up 40% since 2010 in membership growth in their executive members. It's a lot of money. Outside of membership fees, Costco makes money from the sale of discounted merchandise, as you would expect, and other goods and services. You can basically do anything you want at Costco. They've got vacations to Bora Bora, to the Cook Islands, to Cancun, Mexico. As I said, they've got tire purchases. They've got fuel. Some places they sell propane. They've got it all. Each store has 4,000 products, which is less than 10% compared to most of its competitors. You go into the standard grocery store around the world, maybe not around the world, but around the Western world, specifically in America. I was at the grocery store today, not Costco, just a regular grocery store. My wife said, get pickles. So I went to the pickle aisle. There were 40 some odd options for pickles. How can you have that many options for pickles? So I'm like calling my wife and she's not answering. I'm like, what kind of pickles do I get? I don't want to get the wrong pickles. I'm already like a cheapskate that takes her to Valentine's Day at Costco. I can't get the wrong pickles. This woman's actually married me. She's committed now. Costco eliminates that type of difficulty. 
and they have one type of pickle. You want Costco pickles, you get Costco pickles. They have 10% less merchandise than the average store. Most items come in large bulk sizes, but not all of them. And they have a very popular private label named Kirkland, named after the city that they were founded in. The company also offers customer products that supplement the experience and drive repeat traffic. As I mentioned, they've got the gas station, the $1.50 hot dog, and then they also have a very popular item, the rotisserie chicken. Things you don't think about that drive popularity to a store, but the rotisserie chicken is a loss leader for Costco and has been for quite a while. If you look at the adjusted price of the rotisserie chicken, it should be $8.31 US dollars per chicken. But Costco has continued for 22 years to keep the price of the rotisserie chicken at $4.99. Their hot dog is also famous, and it's an inflation fighter. It has been $1.50 since 1985. And it's not just a hot dog. We're talking about a hot dog combo. It comes with a large soda. The CEO, as recent as 2021, said he would be fired before he raises the price of the $1.50 hot dog combo. These types of decisions embed consumer psychology within the operations of Costco. The membership model incentivizes us consumers to spend more at the warehouse so we can justify the annual membership fee. In addition, Costco stores layout are switched up every once in a while. You think you know where you want to find your computer or blue jeans or whatever you're going for, and then they boop, 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 they shift everything around. And now all of a sudden you go where you think you get blue jeans and you see a thing of blue cheese and you're like, oh yeah, I need blue cheese. They trick us. They trick us into buying more stuff. As a result, this puts the consumer, you and I, eyes on products maybe we wouldn't otherwise be looking for. And then typically we buy. Costco is actually pretty open about these strategies. They call it treasure hunting. If you're a Costco member, you might get emails saying, come look at the treasures for this week's sales. You're, you're pointing around, you're pecking around, trying to find different things. And then in so doing, you fill up that giant basket that they have. Most businesses prioritize margin expansion. And Costco does things differently. And it maintains a gross profit margin profile that compresses as much as possible in order to create the most value they can for the consumers. Typically, they have a 15% markup on all products. So you don't need to necessarily, at least what I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but as the consumer, I I feel like I don't really have to look for a sale or am I getting a good deal at Costco? I know that I'm getting marked up 15% on what they bought it for, which is a better price than what I can buy it for. So I know what's going to happen. I don't have to sit around and wait and make comparison shopping. I just know that I'm getting marked up 15%. Walmart, for instance, one of their big competitors, has a 25% markup. Many Retail grocery stores are in the high 30s. With their low gross margins, Costco creates deals that promote frequent shopping and loyalty, like myself. This doesn't mean that their operating margins are suffering. Heck no, they're not. By combining these efficiencies with high margin membership fees and private label Costco operating, margins are impressive. And this is what you want to look out for if you're an investor. As an investor, you want to see, is the company making money? If the company makes money, hopefully you will make money. When you walk into a Costco store, you can see that a lot of these efficiencies are there as well. And as a result of the fact, the company doesn't waste square feet. They do have huge stores. I'm talking like these are big warehouse stores. But they basically just open up the boxes of like a crate and they ship the whole crate in there. And then you have to like unload the crate for them. That's one less person that probably two less people that Costco has to hire to stock their shelves because they just have one guy on a forklift going beep, 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 and then he loads it in where it has to go, cuts off some plastic, and boom, everything is unpackaged already. When you multiply that over thousands and thousands of stores, you're saving lots of money on human resources. 
a lot of investors, when they're comparing getting into consumer staples, we've talked about before, in a recessionary type of market, you want to look at consumer staples because they are typically going to be leading the market in a recession time. They're going to be stocks and investments you want to look at purchasing consumer staples. And so when people are looking, when investors are looking at consumer staples, people specifically look at operating revenues, margin, and they look at cost per square foot. And Costco is one of the best companies in the world with revenue per square foot. Its competitors, two largest competitors, are Sam's Club, owned by Walmart, and an unfortunately named business called BJ's. Listen, that's the name. I didn't name it. It's from the south of America. They, they've got interesting names down there. So Costco, Sam's Club, and BJ's are the three biggest warehousers in the United States and around the world. Costco averages $1,700 per revenue of square foot. Sam's Club manages around $700 of revenue per square foot, and BJ's comes in around $550 per square foot. I am in a, a true juvenile. Okay, moving on. Costco has historically opened 20 to 25 warehouses a year, and although they are domiciled most heavily in North America, they are still making considerable runway in the global world. Every time I go to a different country, if I know I'm going to get like an Airbnb and I'll be doing some of the cooking myself because I have two young boys and going to the restaurant is incredibly not fun with two young boys. So we do Airbnbs and we kind of do some cooking when we're going out. I like to find a city that has a Costco. Like this is how, this is how bad it is. But even globally, you kind of know the experience that you're going to get. So there's a level of comfort when you're shopping at a place like that. So if you're in Newcastle, Australia... Hey, Costco nearby. If you're in Sydney, there's two or three Costcos. If you're up at the Gold Coast, there's some Costcos. If you're in Cancun, Mexico, there's some Costcos. Skavanger, Norway, I'm not sure, but there's probably a Costco. I've been to Costcos in Cancun. I've been to Costcos in Sydney. I've been to Costcos in the Dominican Republic. Folks, I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I've got problems. Let's, let's move on. The point is they make a lot of money per square foot. They've been growing historically. As an investor, you want to look for a company that is growing. They're opening 20 to 25 new warehouses each year. They're making money. And the world is still their oyster that is yet to be fully tapped because most of those stores are North American based. Those are the facts and those are the figures and the wonderful things that give me warm feelings about my beloved Costco. And after the break, we're going to discuss Costco as a possible investment. Are they recession proof? Should we consider looking to add them into our stock portfolios, we'll find out right after the break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, welcome back. Now let's talk about Costco as a stock, as a 
company that you want to own shares in. We spent a lot of time talking about Warren Buffett. An old Warren would advise us to look at Costco as a company, and it seems that they are a very good company. We just look those things over. One of the issues I personally have with Costco is that it seems like the valuation right now is very high. Since 2010, the price to earnings, the PE, has increased a lot. And if you know the price to earnings ratio, it's difficult to see some of the other fundamentals justifying how high the shares are actually trading for Costco. Today was a good day for the, for the stock. It's February 1st as I record this today. $515 per share. That's a lot. It's a lot of money. It actually hurts when I see that on paper or on my computer. I purchased Costco, I don't know, seven or eight years ago for like $195. Actually, not like $195. I purchased it for $195 per share. I looked it up. And I'd held it for maybe a year. And it gotten up to $225 per share. This is November 2018, something like that. And I've been shopping at Costco and like they still had a lot of Christmas stuff lying around. I was like, man, they're not like doing that great. Like I bet they're gonna have a bad earnings season. After a bad earnings call after Christmas, a retail store is gonna lose profit. So I sold at $225, thinking they're gonna have this bad earnings and that it would fall down to this cheaper price. And I will make I'll not only harvest that money that I had gained, I might even be able to buy it near where I bought it before keep that money and just start over. <laughs> well, Costco has never seen the $225 per share again, and I'm not sure it ever will unless it does a stock split. Because as it is said today, it's trading at $515. That should be a lesson to me, right? Long-term investing is long-term investing. Quit looking for these short profits, Nick. Stick with the program. At the time, I didn't really know what a covered call was. Really, it would have made a lot of sense to just do a covered call. Ah, short-sighted investing. Do you want to be a trader or do you want to be an investor? This is what I have to ask myself almost daily. I kind of want to be both. But if you're going to do both, you need to have separate uh, accounts. Because when you mix up your long-term investing with like your desire to be a shorter-term trader person, you everything gets mixed up and then you're not, you don't have any strategy. So right now I'm just talking to myself, I'm sure. I'm sure none of you have difficulties doing that. But let's continue. As long-term investors... I blew it and I sold Costco 225 and now I'm out more than double that in the possible returns I could have had. I'd love to be doing this episode saying I bought Costco at 195 in 2018 and I'm just a happy investor, but I'm not. I'm a disgruntled doofus. Okay, anyway, Costco closed 2020 at 377 per share. Took a big dip in March 2021 down to 309, thinking maybe I can get my foot in the water, but no, I didn't buy then either. They've gotten as high as $612 a share and now they're up to the 515s. On a previous episode of, of the show, I, I discussed what to expect investing in 2023 recession. In many of the financial analysts that I've looked at for different episodes and that I continue to look at, I look at a weekly, they're looking at the markets and they're saying consumer discretionary and consumer staples are the types of stocks you want to be investing in during a recession. So does Costco fit that model? Yeah, it does. It's a consumer staple product. I think Costco shoppers are going to continue to shop at Costco recession or not. I think that they might actually be more incentivized to purchase more things at Costco because they might be looking for better deals. Right now, the price of eggs is going crazy. You can buy 24 eggs at Costco. You think you're buying them at bulk knowing you're only paying a 15% markup. You don't have to look for the sales. I think people might actually be spending more money in Costco during a recession. But let's look at the numbers and let's talk about what these analysts have to say. Again, it's trading around $500. 52-week range of 400, a low of $406 per share, all the way up to $612 per share. 
Guy Who Finance has them labeled as an overvalued company. We talked about it earlier. The, the PE ratio, the price to earnings is just high. So Yahoo Finance says overvalued. Yeah, maybe. I have the market cap uh, at $223 billion. The PE ratio is 38, which, yeah, that is really high. Costco pays a dividend of 0.72% yield. So take however many shares you've got. Share per price times over 0.72. That'll tell you how much you're going to make on an annual basis. And Yahoo Finance, again, has the one-year target estimate of $550 per share. So there's still some value. There might just be a little bit more downside than upside. But hey, if you go from around 500 to 550, you're still making, what, 10%. Our friends over at Seeking Alpha, it's a website that I use to look at different evaluations of stocks, have Costco as an average evaluation grade of F. They have it as a C plus for growth potential, an A plus for profitability. And as we discussed, you want profitable companies. Most of their analysts have them as a hold, meaning if you currently have the stock, keep holding on to the stock. There's one out of their 10 analysts that say it's currently a buy. So what are we to do with Costco? Costco, Costco, Costco. Listen, as I said, I sold, and it's done nothing but go up and to the right. Costco is an extremely well-run company with a very good CEO. They care about their employees. They pay living wages. It's clean. It's a good store to shop at. Everything that I preach both to myself and to you guys about being an investor says, good company, good profit, stock keeps going up. But for some reason, I can't seem to pull that trigger. I think it's because I personally owned it at 195 and I just have such a hard time buying it at like 505. I've learned my lesson from being that short-sighted investor and I, I'm, I need to be looking long-term. So do I think Costco long-term is going to be more than $500? I mean, it wasn't too long ago that it was 612 I know historical rates don't necessarily mean what's going to happen again, but given the profitability, given the history of good growth, given the fact they have a small dividend and that I actually like shopping there, I don't know why I'm not just pulling the trigger. So maybe I will. Maybe I won't. At the time of this recording, I do not own any Costco shares. I'm certainly not trying to pump Costco, and I'm not telling you to buy Costco. But it's a consumer staple, and those typically do well in recessions, and everybody thinks we're headed towards a recession. So I'm not sure why as an investor I would shop there but decide not to buy the stock there. But that's not my decision. That's your decision. I'm here to just blabber on about some different potential investing ideas, and Costco might just be one of those in 2020-23. That didn't make sense. But listen, you are the investor. You have the power to listen, to acquire, and to gain knowledge, and then make decisions for your own. I hope you might look at Costco just because I love them. But more importantly, I want you to be thinking maybe outside the box. Maybe you've never thought about owning shares in a warehouse store before. And look, this has been a very profitable company to hold over the years. We shouldn't always just be thinking about just small indexes. They should be a huge portion of our portfolio. But if you're trying to get into individual stocks, don't just think of big tech. Don't just think of Google and Amazon and Tesla. Think about the grocery stores, the soda stores. People like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and these folks are investing in the regular consumer staple products that you and I spend our money on every single day. And if they're doing it, why wouldn't we look into doing it? And that's today's show. You've been listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I research the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. I'm going to head on to Costco and buy a hot dog. We'll see you next week.
This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.